episode 845. Now that the preseason is over, it's time to make our roster predictions. And helping us react to the final exhibition game is Thane Getz of Pact of the Future. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and today we're talking about Packers training camp, its conclusion, the final preseason game, and our official roster predictions for the 2017 season. Usually, we kick off our show with a guest. We're going a little out of order today for multiple reasons. One, I got to go into work early, but I'm not going to bore you with that. We are going to start off today with probably, I would I would imagine, the most anticipated part of today's episode, and that is the roster prediction. I do this every season after the final preseason game. Going to give you what I think is the 2017 Green Bay Packers 53-man roster. So without further ado, let's get into that, and we're going to start position by position on offense, starting with the quarterbacks. Uh, I see the Packers only keeping two this year, just because they have two really good ones, and then you keep one on the practice squad. So obviously the Packers, yeah, yeah, they keep Aaron Rodgers, and and Brett Hundley's going to back him up. They aren't going to move Brett Hundley now, uh, but they're going to wait till after the season to trade him, even though there may be an interested party or two out there that could possibly have interest I just don't see it happening now, uh, not unless they'd give up a first-round pick or sign. It, if some team out there, like the Jets, wanted to give up a first-round pick for Brett Hundley, the Packers would really have to think about doing that because I don't. you can't do better than that. You, you, you get a first-rounder. Um, but as it is, uh, I don't think that comes to fruition. Packers keep Rodgers, Hundley, and then and then I think they would either they would be happy to have either Joe Callahan or Taysom Hill on the practice squad. If one of them gets picked up by another team, so be it. Um, and then they're happy with the other guy to just keep around and develop. I, based on the way he's played this preseason, I would keep Taysom Hill on the practice squad above Joe Callahan. I've gone back and forth in my head in that, knowing that, yes, Taysom Hill is older. Yes, he has an injury history, but by golly, you know, he he made plays when he was out there, which are undeniable. And I think you want to keep that talent level on your roster. And, And by being on the practice squad and not being exposed from hits week to week, maybe that just allows him to get healthier. And uh, I don't know, once he gets out there in a regular season game, maybe that could change. But anyway, I would be happy with Joe Callahan, too, as the guy who's younger, who's more experienced at the NFL level. Um, But uh, I, I think the Packers go with Taysom Hill on the practice squad. The running back position, I have the Packers keeping five, including fullbacks. So your running back position... Uh, slash fullback, whatever you want to do. Five of them all together. Uh, uh, Ty Montgomery, Jamal Williams, uh, Adams, 
Ripkowski, and then the final decision came down to, to me, do you want to keep the second fullback, Joe Carriage, or do you want to keep the rookie, Devontae Mays? And to me, uh, it came down to the rookie and the guy you you want to develop. Uh, because even though Joe Carriage, yes, he could contribute on special teams, um, the, the Packers just don't have room for a second fullback. He's almost never going to see time on offense unless Ripkowski were injured. And this is not a knock on Joe Carriage. It's just the fact of the matter is in today's NFL, you just don't need fullbacks that much. I, I literally would be fine with the Packers inviting Joe Carriage back to the practice squad once again. Should anything happen to Ripkowski, you could keep Joe Carriage on the roster um, and have him step in. I would even be comfortable having Joe Carriage on offense. He's done it enough now, including in the regular season last year, and I think he can handle it. But it, you just don't use him enough, uh, whereas I think you want to develop Devontae Mays and and keep him around. Uh, and, and that's what it came down to, the five, five running backs there uh, and not six. Uh, uh, next position, wide receivers. I see the Packers keeping... Seven of them, eight of them, if you count Geronimo Allison, who's going to be suspended week one. So your 2017 wide receivers, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, Jeff Janis, Trevor Davis, and then the two rookies, D'Angelo Yancey and Malachi Dupree. And you're probably wondering, where's Max McCaffrey? And yeah, I, it was a tough decision, but I went with the Packers cutting him because uh, I I went with it because someone's got to be cut anyway after Geronimo Allison comes back. And he had a fantastic final preseason game, by the way. Geronimo Allison isn't going to be the one who's going to be cut. Um, so e- even if you didn't cut Max McCaffrey now, it's possible you would have had to cut him after week one, after they have to make room for Geronimo Allison. Um, and so I just went with the, keeping the rookies this time around. And I, I will say this, if there is a trade, and it's probably not likely, but every couple of years, uh, the Packers make a trade right before, you know, they, they got to make final roster cuts. And usually it's it's not for much. You might get a late round draft choice in return. But I would say Max McCaffrey is the biggest trade chip the Packers have right now. If there's another team out there that is in need of some wide receivers who can also return punts, has a little bit of special teams value, and I think that's what they wanted to display during the preseason with Max McCaffrey, uh, I think he's a he's a trade chip. Somebody you could go out there and possibly get a late-round pick for, possibly. Um, uh, if not, I, again, be happy to have him back on the practice squad just cause there's so many things he can do and he played really well. And yeah. Uh, and, and Michael Clark obviously goes on the practice squad, but can't find room for him on the 53. You know, like I said, when, when Geronimo Allison comes back from suspension, Probably, I would say, one of the two rookie wide receivers is going to go between D'Angelo Yancey and Malachi Dupree. And it's going to be a tough decision there. And and they'll wait and sit and see if anybody else gets injured between now and week one. Knock on wood, you don't want that to happen. 
uh, but they may have to, you know, cut one of the rookies. But I, I think, you know, if you cut one of the rookies now, there's a chance they could get claimed by another team. Whereas after week one, rosters are a little bit more set in stone across the NFL, and they don't like to have to part ways just to pick somebody up. Uh, they, they already, they already did that. You know, parted ways with guys uh, at the final roster cut down. So I think it's. There, there's a little bit better chance, you know, if they have to cut either Malachi Dupree or D'Angelo Yancey after week one, it's a little easier to get them back to the practice squad if you have to then. Uh, so that's the way I see things uh, currently with the state of the Packers, wide receivers, and, and yeah, Geronimo Ellison activated after week one and then part of the 53 they essentially do get a 54 spot, but the uh, Geronimo Allison will be suspended, uh, can't practice. Uh, he's just kind of MIA for one week as long as he's he's under suspension. Uh, tight ends. Uh, see, the Packers keeping three of them, and this was, you know, not, uh, you know, under anyone's radar here. Uh, Bennett, Kendricks, and Rodgers. Your three Packers tight ends, uh, pretty cut and dry there. Um, you, you could argue maybe Richard Rodgers would be a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit questionable for a roster spot, but ultimately his experience. And should anything happen to the top two tight ends, you're going to want him on the roster. The offensive line, uh, see the Packers only going with eight: Bakhtiari, Lane Taylor, Corey Lindsley. Um, Jari Evans, Brian Balaga, Kyle Murphy, Jason Spriggs, and Don Barclay, despite the ankle injury, I think he's had enough time off now. He's missed the last three preseason games, still more than a week to the regular season opener. I think Don Barclay will be back as the primary, primarily the center backup more than anything else. Uh, but his experience back there, he, he can play all five positions if need be. The tough cut was Lucas Patrick, and it didn't help that he suffered, I believe, the calf injury in the, or or pardon me, was it the concussion in the third preseason game? Uh, So yeah, that that was a really tough one. That was one of the toughest cuts you had to make, and had things been differently, you know, uh, had, had, had Patrick not getting injured, he would have had a better chance. Had Don Barclay's injury later in training camp happened uh, and and he not be ready to return, there might have been a better chance. Uh, But I think you invite Lucas Patrick back to the practice squad and keep Don Barclay for the time being. And I don't think there's any reason to keep nine offensive linemen. Let's turn to the defense. Uh, Defensive line, I think the Packers keep five of them. Mike Daniels. Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Ricky Jean Francois, the free agent acquisition, and then Christian Ringo makes it. Uh, and then I see Montravius Adams, the rookie, starting the season. Remember, teams can have two players on injured reserve this year. I think Montravius Adams is one of them. He starts the season on injured reserve. He's got to be there for, I think it's at least eight weeks, I believe. Uh, so he would not come back till midseason. And yes, the Packers may have to make room for him at some point, And maybe Christian Ringo goes at that point. 
it's it's so tough to say what happens two months from now because that decision can make be made for you when other injuries occur. Uh, but Montrevious Adams, I believe, on IR to start the season. Christian Ringo makes it through his play in the preseason. Brian Price was really good player. I think if the Packers needed more of a nose tackle type, that they they would have kept Price, but they did. That they're fine there between Kenny Clark, between Ricky Jean Francois. Those guys can play that zero position on the nose if they have to. And that makes Brian Price, I'd put him on the practice squad if you can get him there. Uh, And that's why I kept Christian Ringo instead. More of the playmaker, a little more juice as a pass rusher, played really well in the preseason, getting pressure on the quarterbacks, had a forced fumble, like that out of him a lot, so he makes it. Your outside linebackers, interesting one here. Here's the the biggest decision I made. Clay Matthews, Nick Perry, J. Ron Elliott, Ahmad Brooks, the newcomer who the Packers just signed. And then, yes, I do have the Packers keeping Reggie Gilbert above Kyler Fackrell. And you know what? It's a weird, you know, I think everybody thinks, yeah, Gilbert played better than Fackrell during the preseason. But who's the better special teams player? I do think it's Kyler Fackrell. I, I think he's a better player in open space. I think he's a better in pass coverage, although you don't ask your outside linebackers to do that a whole lot. But ultimately, I think Vince Beagle, he starts the season on the pup list. He comes back after five or six weeks, pardon me, minimum. Um, And then you got to make room for him anyway, just like all these other positions. And then I think, you know, maybe you get rid of Fackrell anyway after six weeks. What's the use in keeping him now? I'd rather keep the guy with, I think, the higher potential on defense. And what made Fackrell expendable is what we'll get into our next position. I'm keeping somebody primarily for special teams at the next position we're going to go through. That's not going to see a whole lot of time on defense anyway. So uh, Reggie Gilbert makes it. I don't I don't know if he makes it the whole year. Like when, when Vince Beagle comes back, maybe Reggie Gilbert's gone by then. But again, it's too early to get into that now. But the inside linebackers here, I'm keeping four. Was really tempted to go with only three, especially seeing as, you know, safeties can play inside linebacker now. But going with four, Jake Ryan, Blake Martinez, Joe Thomas, and Jordan Tripp. That's the surprise. I have the Packers keeping trip despite the concussion he suffered, and I believe it was the third preseason game, which didn't help. I, I don't know the status of him. I'm assuming he'll be able to come back. Most are able to, especially if it's one of their first concussions in a week or two, and I think he'd be ready by the opener. But I think Jordan Tripp is the better special teams player than a guy like Kyler Fackerel. So if you're just going on special teams alone, and that's where they would mainly play during the regular season, they're not going to get a whole lot of time on defense anyway. Why not keep the better special teams player? And I'm keeping Jordan Tripp to do that for this Green Bay Packers team. Uh, In the secondary, Devon House, Kevin King, Quentin Rollins, uh, Demarius Randall, Josh Hawkins, and Ladarius Gunter. So six cornerbacks there. I think you could, Demetri Goodson obviously can start the season on the pup list. Even when he comes off, he might get cut. But anyway, I think he starts the season there. Uh, some of these young cornerbacks really made runs, uh, like uh, Lindsey Pipkins, but I think they're more practice squad material than anything. Safeties, Clinton Dix, Burnett, 
Josh Jones, uh, Bryce, and Evans. Uh, so five of them. Marwin Evans you couldn't keep off based on his play in the preseason. And then your specialists, Mason Crosby, Justin Vogel, yes, he makes it. And Brett Good, the long snapper, that is 53. I'm not going to make a full 10-man practice squad roster prediction right now. Uh, we'll we'll recap that when when it actually happens uh, in in just a small amount of time. So there you go. There's your 53-man roster. The biggest uh, ones I went on a limb for were keeping Jordan Tripp and Reggie Gilbert and cutting Kyler Fackrell. Uh, and, and Joe Carriage was another really tough one there. Uh, and and the, a lot of questions at the back end of almost every position here. Those young wide receivers keeping the rookies instead of Max McCaffrey, all big decisions. Anyway, we're going to get uh, Thane Getz on the phone here. So hang on a second, and we'll be right back with our guest interview. Welcome back to Railbird Central, and on the phone right now we have our guest. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? We have Thane Getz of the Pack to the Future Packers blog. Thane, how you doing this morning? Doing good, Brian. How are you? Very good. We're going to wrap up the fourth and final preseason game with Thane, and and, and I'm going to start with the newcomer. I think everybody's wondering about Ahmad Brooks, Thane. Should the Packers have made more of a concerted effort to sign Brooks and get him in the final preseason game, even if it was for just a series? Now, when I think about that, you see that he's had, you know, five days between when he got signed and when he was released. So there was some time for them to go in and sign him and get him into the playbook more and integrated with the defense. But when you look at a player like Amon Brooks, he is a veteran of 10 plus years so I think he'll probably fit into the defense pretty well week one and do what they're asked of him as number three outside linebacker I don't think he'll have a huge huge problem with that really yeah, I ask that more as, devil, as devil's advocate more than anything else. I, I don't think as a guy who's as experienced as he is, it was the biggest issue to have him not play in the final preseason game. But, but Thane, did, did you agree with, with the players? The Packers didn't suit up in the final preseason game, including the entire starting offense not playing whatsoever? It would be nice to have seen the starting offense in there, get a little bit more playing time, maybe so they click a little bit better with that big home opener against uh, Seattle, or are we going to Seattle? But anyways, um, the way I see it, if I was looking at it from McCarthy's perspective and Ted Thompson's perspective, I would definitely sit them because it's easy for that one big injury to occur and that one important guy to go down and then the finger gets pointed at you why were they out there in the fourth preseason game so really I don't have a problem with that or anybody who really on defense or anything like that who has an injury just keep them out now and don't let them re-injure anything and get them ready for week one against the Seahawks as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, most of the starting defense started uh, was was sitting down as well, with the exception of just a handful of players, like maybe some of the the inside linebackers were out there, and and Devon House was out there, maybe just to to get him a little bit of work. But anyway, um, speaking of sitting players and 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 who played in their place, uh, of course, uh, in the th- final preseason game, the Packers went with Brett Hundley for. Uh, an unusual, unusually long amount of time, but 
Uh, they, do, do you think the Packers keep three quarterbacks, and even if they don't, do you go with Taysom Hill or Joe Callahan on the practice squad? I tend to think they do not keep three quarterbacks, and the reason being is that they just have so many other issues and things that they need depth other places, and this roster is so deep. I actually had a 53-man roster projection come out this week on Pack to the Future, and man, was it ever hard to cut some of those guys down to 53. <laughs> it was it was rough, but uh, if I had to take the take one of the two, I would absolutely take Taysom Hill in a heartbeat because he's shown just a lot more than Joe Callahan has for me this preseason, and he's just flashed a lot athletically, and I'd really think he could be a legitimate quarterback too in this league if – he continues to progress, but we'll see. And honestly, he could make the roster, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, I just made my prediction before he came on the show, and it's pretty much this exact same thing. So I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, but then can you analyze the play of the Packers' rookie running backs and what you think their roles will be going forward as they got their final preseason action last night? Absolutely. I actually wrote scouting reports on all three of these guys, so I've watched quite a bit of film on them all. We'll start with Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams looks like he's really, they like him a lot. I mean, he's getting all the number two reps and some, even a little bit of the number one reps when Montgomery's not out there. But really, I haven't seen a whole lot from him in terms of running the ball. He's He's mostly ran behind a backup offensive line that hasn't been all that great but he hasn't really had a good yards per carry average but one thing that I have noticed with him is he's really done well as a receiver underneath on like second and third down getting catching the ball and attempting to get a first down he doesn't always get it obviously sometimes it's third and long but that surprises me a lot because at BYU he was not asked to run many routes at all so I didn't know if it, his receiving ability would translate and it really has and another thing his blocking ability pass pro is has been really good and that's very important for him getting onto the field with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback moving on to Aaron Jones he's my favorite of the three Honestly, um, I always compare his athleticism to that of Christian McCaffrey's because if you go and look at their combine numbers, honestly, Jones beats him on a few of them, but they're all close. The only thing that's maybe a little bit of a discrepancy is the 40 time, but that's only like a .05 second. So he's a very good athlete. He's really good in space. He He's had lots of carries at UTEP and – I think he fits in the offense just really well because he can pass block very well. He can catch the ball really well, and and he can run the ball as we saw last night. He, I think he had 64 yards on. I don't remember how many carries, but I know he had a six yard yards per carry average. So that was that was a good night for him. And then uh, moving on to Devonte Mays to get that guy is another example of a great athlete. I mean. 511 230 and he he can jump like 42 inches or something like that i believe that's what was, what was his vertical at his pro day and he runs hard all the time and he's really shown that he can run the ball but 
the problem with him is he's struggled in pass pro at times, and I think that could maybe keep him off the roster in favor of Joe Carriage. I think the way what's going to happen is there's either going to be three running backs and two fullbacks or four running backs for me. And to me, Aaron Jones and Joe Williams have definitely made it, but or Jamal Williams, excuse me. But I don't know if Devontae Mays has personally. Yeah, it's a tough choice the Packers are going to have to make there for sure. Um, Thane, how, how do you feel about the status of the backup offensive line? I, I think we're fine with the starters, but, you know, some of these guys have been shaky otherwise. Yeah, you look at Jason Spriggs, and, man, did he ever look promising last season. I, he just looks looked like he was going to be the next good tackle for us, and it really hasn't panned out that way. He really just needs to chill out when he's out there like that's really what everybody's saying and it's true he's his fundamentals really aren't that great aren't that bad and then his length athleticism bend flexibility all that is great it's just he needs to stop guessing and just get back to his fundamentals and chill out a little bit but yeah he I would not like to see him out there with the ones against Seattle that would not bode well for us but I think Kyle Murphy has really started to come on as a right tackle, but even he has had his fair share of growing pains. Um, as far as the inside goes, uh, Don, everybody likes to pick on Don Barclay all the time, and I've done my fair share of that too, but the man is serviceable if he's on the interior being guard or center. I don't want to see him at tackle either, but if I if he got out there, at least the guy's serviceable, so that's that's good. And he, I think his injury is starting to heal, so I think he'll be back soon. And yeah, uh, I think Lucas Patrick has has really started to make a little bit of a second year jump as well. But overall, the second string line, you look at like Hundley, Taysom Hill, Joe Callahan running around everywhere because. They're not getting their blocks done, and yeah, I'd, the running backs couldn't get anything done really because there was guys in the backfield constantly, and it yeah, it was a rough group, yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, Thane Donatello Brown might have had the best game of any player uh, Thursday night, and I, I know he's a long shot, but I, I don't think there's any more he could have done to have helped his chances. Is is there any chance at all he could make the roster? Yeah, Donatello Brown was out there making plays last night. That's for sure. Um, I don't think there's anything else he really could have done, but and I I just don't think he makes it. And the reason being is that. Really, I think it would take Ladarius Gunter getting cut for him to make it onto the roster. And as you saw last night, Ladarius Gunter made a couple plays too. So I think that might have kind of solidified Gunter's spot. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But I also like Lindsey Pipkins too. That's another undrafted rookie that could maybe make it ahead of Donatello Brown. And I think Josh Hawkins is as close to a lock as you could possibly be at this point. And without actually being a lock, obviously. But, yeah, I don't know about Donatello Brown. He could make it, but I'd say his chances are slim. Yeah, maybe practice squad for a guy like him, perhaps. Um, Thane, if the Packers could only keep one player between Kyler Fackrell or Reggie Gilbert, who should it be? 
honestly, if you were if they both just showed up one day, I think it should be Reggie Gilbert. But if you're looking at at it from a perspective of I drafted this guy in the third round one year ago, then it should be Kyler Fackrell. So I think Kyler Fackrell has a lot more potential with all that speed and all that length, but he really needs to put on some weight and he's just been really ineffective this preseason and in a word frustrating, I guess. Uh, last night, a lot of people, I noticed that he was, he was jumping inside on all of his, uh, all of his uh, pass rushes and everybody wasn't really sure if he was coached to do that, but it was very ineffective from what I could see. And yeah, I, I do like Reggie Gilbert though. I think Reggie Gilbert does have a chance to make this roster with the, with how thin the outside linebacker position is. And I think he probably has performed better than Fackrell, but yeah, I'd, I think I'd take Fackrell over the two just because of the potential thing. Yeah, that that may be the toughest decision the Packers have to make, I believe. Um, finally, last question before we let you go. Did, did Justin Vogel do enough to win the punting job, in your opinion, last night? All right, well, I'll start out by saying that I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan, so I've watched, <laughs> I watched Justin Vogel play these last few years at Miami, and I loved him from the start. As the day that we signed him, I tweeted out a tweet saying that he was going to be our next punter and that you could book it, and I think I'm right on that. He did well last night. I think 47 average, which is pretty decent and he pinned two of them inside of the 20 which is great and the guy's been inconsistent it seems like he he'll punt he'll punt four of them and they'll do they'll be great and then there'll be one that'll be really bad but I think he's really done well enough to make the roster the only thing that would maybe keep him off of the roster is if the right guy gets cut somewhere else you saw mass day make the roster and then jacob shum gets cut and then we put him and then we put him on the roster as punter so that could same thing could happen to vogel but i think vogel has performed better than mass day or peter mortel did last season personally yeah uh i think so too he'd done really well Thane, thank you so much for taking the time to analyze the fourth and final preseason game Keep up the good work at Pact of the Future. We'll send our listeners there to go check out your work, and, and thanks a lot, all right? All right, thanks. Thane Getz of Pact of the Future joining us here at Railbird Central on a Friday morning. Glad to have him join us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. The day ahead. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. So uh, Friday is a day of evaluation. Coaches and players will watch film of the fourth and final preseason game. And after that, it's up to the coaching staff and the front office to make decisions on this final roster, which have to be done by 3 o'clock p.m. Central Time on Saturday. So that's what you can look forward to in the next 24, 48 hours, 3 p.m. Central Time is the deadline for them to make that 53-man roster be at or under it. Sometimes teams cut under and then they pick somebody up, uh, waived from another team. Uh, I don't anticipate that happening with the Packers this season, but it's not unheard of. Uh, And then as well, they got to make all the decisions with injured reserve and the pup list too. Uh, So guys like Vince Beagle and Dimitri Goodson, could they go on the pup list? 
Could Montrevious Adams go on injured reserve? A lot of decisions that the Packers got to make that don't necessarily affect the 53, um, you know, right away, but, you know, impact the greater, you know, roster picture, I guess you could say there. So there's a lot to do. And then Sunday, uh, I'm not sure exactly at what time it happens, but Sunday they can establish the practice squad and basically it's back to work starting Monday then um, for the team as they get ready for week one of the regular season. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us here on a Friday morning edition of Railbird Central. There will be no Monday edition on Labor Day as we take the holiday off, but you can bet we'll be back uh, on Wednesday getting ready for the season season opener. We'll have Nathan Yankee of Pro Football Focus joining the show to, to help us out and get us ready for that. So looking forward to that with him this upcoming Wednesday as we get ready for real football, regular season football, not too far on the horizon. So excited for that, and it's coming soon. So have a good weekend, everybody. Uh, stay tuned to your social media feeds as you learn about who the Packers are keeping on their 26 20- to 53-man roster, and no doubt it's going to be a lot of tough decisions the Packers front office has to make. But we'll see you later, folks. On behalf of everybody at Cheese Ed TV, I'm Brian Caribou. I leave you today with a song called Kidney in a Cooler by Keller Williams on Psy Fidelity Records. See ya. Go Pack Go. Thank you.